Welcome to the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast. The My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is your local source for the latest news and information on fishing Cape Cod. Now, here's your host, Kevin Collins. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast here from MyFishingCapeCod.com. This is your host, Kevin Collins, back at you with our first podcast of the May 2022 season. Yes, we flipped the calendar into May. The month is almost half gone already. I can't believe it. Although it doesn't really feel like May or hasn't outside. It's been very windy, rainy, even foggy here on Cape Cod. But that looks to be breaking a little bit this weekend. We're going to get more summer-like temperatures into the region. And hopefully with that north wind laying down a little bit, water warms up, the fog lifts, the wind stops, and people can actually get out there and get their boats in the water, which has been a struggle for a lot of people that I've heard from over the past week to 10 days. So we've got a podcast to kind of put you in the swing of things today. It's going to be our fishing report format. We're going to be led off by MFCC founder and creator Ryan Collins. We're then going to be joined by Ian McPartland from down behind the counter at the beautiful Goose Hummock Shop in Orleans, Massachusetts. And last but not least, we're going to check in with Bruno Demir from Cape and Islands Mitsubishi, who I know has been out quite a few times hunting haddock this early part of the spring season. As promised, our first guest on this week's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is none other than MFCC founder and creator Ryan Collins. Ryan, how are you today? Pretty well, Kevin. Beautiful day today after, geez, maybe about five days of a northeast wind. Yeah, a lot of wind and a lot of fog we had yesterday moving through the area, so I'm sure it's made it pretty difficult for folks to get out on the water. But want to start our conversation with a little bit of fun. I'm not poking fun at you, but I understand you've had a hacking situation with the MFCC Instagram page. Yes, and based off of the research I've done, there's an epidemic of hacking occurring on the Instagram platform. And unfortunately, Instagram support with over a billion users, that's with a B, Kevin, they are overwhelmed and inundated with support requests. So it's actually been nine days now that I have not had access to the My Fishing Cape Cod Instagram account. And I just wanted to use this opportunity to remind people that if they receive a message from that account, do not reply to it. It is not me. And the best thing you can do is just report it. Maybe that will help me get Instagram's attention. Or just unfollow me on Instagram for the time being. And then if I get the account back, you can always refollow. But definitely do not reply to any messages that are being sent from MFCC on Instagram. All right. Well, that's a good heads up for everybody listening to the podcast. And that's part of our community here at My Fishing Cape Cod. Now, moving on to happier news. I know last time when we spoke uh, during our last podcast in the month of April, we previewed the group fishing trip registration. And that's still a preview, right? That's going to go live. Is it tomorrow? That's right, Kevin. Tomorrow at 9 a.m. I've got to open up registration for group fishing trips. This will all happen online. If you've expressed interest in going on one of these trips, then you will receive an email tomorrow at 9 a.m. And if there's any doubt, if you don't get the email, you can just go to the website, myfishingcapecon.com, and at the top of the blog, I'll have 
information for the group trips and where you can register. And I'm looking forward to this uh, season of group trips. Yeah, and these are with uh, Captain Cullen Lundholm of Cape Star, right? They're pretty much exclusively with him? That's right. That's right. We're doing all our trips with Captain Cullen. He's uh, one of the more knowledgeable charter captains around, got an incredible network of contacts throughout the region. So he's pretty much always going to pull somewhere the fish are, whether it's stripers, tuna, you name it. And he's got a brand new boat this year, Kevin. Have you seen any of the photos? I have not, but I'm excited to get on board it. A 33-foot conch center console, same style as the boat he's had previously. But at 33 feet, it's a really big boat, which just means more elbow room for everybody. So I'm looking forward to seeing the boat. I'm looking forward to the first round of group trips. We're going to have some black sea bass trips happening here in the end of May. Then we're going to do some striper trips during June. We're going to head south of the vineyard and do some trolling for tuna towards the end of June. Then we're going to do some giant fishing east of Chatham and some school tuna trips up on Stellwagen Bank in the fall. So I'm looking forward to it. Sounds great, Ryan. And I, I know we also, on the website, we've got a giveaway up there? Yes, I've partnered with Darren Slattery of Cooler Clips. And he does a really cool thing. He's making products for all the Yeti coolers, all the soft coolers, most of the major brand name coolers, cup holders, platform uh, platforms for making sandwiches. And the cool thing is, Kevin, that this is a small business. And he makes all of his products by hand using components that are manufactured here in the USA. So anytime I get an opportunity to partner with a small business owner to do a giveaway like this, you know, I, I go for it. So we've got that up live over on the blog. Anybody can enter. Just leave a comment at the bottom of the post. Now getting to the, the fishing around the region, Ryan, I understand you've had a chance to get out and do some haddock fishing. I have. I've been out twice. I actually just got in today. I was with Jimmy the Greek of On Time Charters, and I was with Bruno. So I don't want to steal Bruno's thunder. I'll let him tell you about today's story, Kevin. But I also got out with Eddie Kuminjian of Monomoy Tackle, and we had a great trip last week. I got some really cool underwater footage of Haddock biting our baits, and that's over on the blog as well. And Haddock are just such a good-eating fish. I mean, I'm sure... They're probably at the top of your list of good-eating fish, I would imagine, Kevin. Absolutely. It's a nice, soft, flaky, white meat. You can pretty much cut it with a fork. You don't even need a knife. Yeah, it really is something that we have this bounty of local seafood that's just right off the coast. And during the springtime, you can get them in small boats. You don't have to go way out. So, again, I'll let Bruno talk a little bit more about haddock later in today's show. And I know the forum has been a flutter. People are getting their first, you know, striped bass of the season. There's a lot of schoolies in the area as we're in the early part of the migration. And I know this fish moving through the canal as well. So I'm seeing a little bit of uh, excitement about the striper population arriving. Yeah, definitely. If you're looking for striper updates, check out the forum. The guys in there have been doing a great job of posting updates about what they're finding from the beach down at the canal. I haven't seen too many posts about folks getting into them out in a boat, but I bet that'll change this weekend. So definitely check out the forum for, for striper updates. I haven't personally been striper fishing yet. I'd say the closest I've gotten was the surf casting long distance competition we had 
last weekend on Sandy Neck Beach. Um, it was a little too windy during that competition to really have a chance of catching any fish, but it did feel good to be on the beach making some casts again. So the Cheeky Tournament, Kevin, is actually next weekend, so odds are I'll probably be doing a little scouting around this coming week for some stripers. Now, who are you going to be fishing the Cheeky with, Ryan? I know you usually have a partner. Yes, the same MFCC member that I've always fished with since the start, Doug Blanchard. Great guy, good fly fisherman. We're probably got to log in some miles. We always seem to do a good amount of hiking together. And last year we did all right. We I think we finished in fifth place last year. So we're hopeful that um, you know we'll get lucky again this year. Now, sticking with the website theme, Ryan, I know we, we had our difficulties with the, the Instagram, and, and that's unfortunate, but the community we have here at My Fishing Cape Cod is growing. We're adding new members, you know, to the site. It seems like pretty daily and on a on a positive note, it's great to welcome some new faces to the community here this spring. Absolutely. Absolutely. We've had a bunch of people sign up this past week and that really is the beauty of, you know, having our own forum, having our own website, is that it's our own platform and we're not specifically relying upon like say Instagram for example we do have a great Instagram community but the the heart and soul of my fishing Cape Cod has always been on our own website in our forum and I know you have a list of some of the new members that have joined up this past week Kevin would you like to give them a quick shout out absolutely we've got a, a fresh list of new members here and for everybody that is a regular to the podcast please be sure if you see these folks, you know, active in the forum and whatnot, reach out, introduce yourself, make them feel welcome. Uh, we've got Todd Erzik, Joe Allen, John Brading, Joe Stefani, Roman Zotman, Cheryl Valentine. Good to see the ladies checking in here as a new member. Uh, J.R. Hall, Henry Mitchell, Charlie Martin, Mike Marooney, Doug Robinson, and Jeff Morris. So welcome all the guys and gals that have entered the chat here at My Fishing Cape Cod. Absolutely. And one of those names actually rings a bell, J.R. Hall. I met him for the first time at Sandy Neck last weekend. So great to see that he ended up signing up as a member. That's awesome. Good to have everybody on board. Well, welcome to all the new members. And I think, you know, we had our official kind of kickoff to the season with Cod and Coffee uh, down at Cape and Islands Mitsubishi the end of March at uh, Bruno Demir's beautiful showroom. But we're really into it now, now that we're in May, Ryan. This is our first podcast in the month of May. And, you know, the striper population has migrated up from the south. Uh, the haddock is certainly plentiful, and people are having success with that. And as you mentioned, you know, with the group trips right around the corner tomorrow opening up, you know, the sea bass fishing is bound to, to kind of pop off here in the next couple of weeks. So for me, it's just a, a really exciting time to be part of MFCC. Absolutely. And don't forget about the Tautog and the Scump. And before you know it, we'll be talking about Fluke. So just like you said, Kevin, we got a lot to look forward to. All right, Ryan, I'm going to let you get back to your day. I know you're tired. You've been out on the water all morning, so we'll let you get back to it, hopefully get some rest, and we'll look forward to checking in with you in the next couple of weeks. Sounds good, Kevin. Have a great weekend. Well, next up on today's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is our good buddy Ian McPartland, 
from down behind the counter at the beautiful Goose Hummock Shop in Orleans. Ian, how are you on this Friday? I'm doing awesome. It looks very fishy out there. we got like a cloudy day, but the wind has kind of died down enough that we can uh, really get after the schoolies hard now. So I'm up here in Plymouth, Ian, and we've got like absolute pea soup out over Cape Cod Bay, at least up in this part. Are you guys having the same thing, or is the ceiling lifted a little bit? You know, it's definitely not like pea soup crazy, but it's definitely foggy out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's perfect fishing weather for me. So the wind, as you mentioned, finally laid down. We had like a, a really windy stretch of four or five days. The wind's out of the north, northeast, and... I'm guessing that made it pretty difficult for folks to get out on the water who are kind of coming by the shop? Yeah, definitely. I mean, a lot of people just um, delaying putting their boats in and then, um, yeah, just making it tough for uh, for the freshwater and, and uh, schoolie guys for sure. So let's talk freshwater first, Ian. I know that's something that the Goose Hummock really caters to this time of year. We're in the late spring, early summer stages the freshwater bite has been pretty good. Can you give me a, a quick little report from what you're hearing down there? Yeah, absolutely. So I had a uh, I had a bunch of buddies out yesterday at a variety of different places, and it seems like across the board, I don't know for what reason. I think it was maybe just water temps that um, the bite kind of went off. So we had you know people at four different ponds all getting a similar bite, um, and uh, it seemed that yesterday with a little bit warmer weather the midges kind of went off so it seemed like the uh, the fly guys were having great success now in terms of what these guys are targeting is it predominantly trout right now or what are they fishing for you know it's definitely a mixed bag uh i think that a lot of the the, the um largies are getting on beds so i usually don't target um spawning spawning bass but they tend to be a little less um, a little less eager to bite while they're uh, while they're spawning. And in terms of the uh, the, tr- the you know the trout report, um, can you give us some you know potential hot lures or what guys have been picking up and attacking these trout with? Yeah, absolutely. So I um I've been having really good luck on a sunnier day on the uh, the Thomas Rough Rider 700 spoon. I usually fish like the gold and nickel color. It just flashes really nice in the sun, and its castability from the shore is awesome. And in in terms and of, then, ba- um, I always fish a lot of jerk baits too. They're just um, they're super multi species, uh, like a three three and a half inch to four inch jerk bait. We'll kind of catch everything in a pond, you know. Got it. And in terms of live bait, you guys still got plenty of shiners and stuff like that. Plenty in stock? of shiners. We got trout worms, night crawlers. So pretty much, uh, pretty much everything you need. Now, moving over to saltwater, I know, you know, the migration is kind of slugging away. We do have some, you know, small schoolies in the area. I haven't heard anything crazy as of yet, which is kind of to be expected. But are folks starting to kind of turn their attention a little bit to saltwater as well? Yeah, I know I definitely am. And I think most of the guys in the shop are doing a lot of uh, schoolie action. Uh, and I love freshwater, but, man, it's nice to catch um, to catch even a, a schoolie-sized striper after a lot of uh, – rainbows out there you know yeah and i know a lot of folks you know some of our fly fishing enthusiasts that listen to the podcast and that also are loyal uh you know members of the website but that also come into the goose quite a bit they'll be fishing the cheeky tournament coming up here in another week that's a an obviously a a cape cod staple event so we wish everybody the best of luck with that i'm sure you're going to get some business from guys kind of you know getting ready for the cheeky absolutely i'm not uh, partaking in the cheeky but I did just get a new eight weight set up the other day. I, uh, I unfortunately broke mine last year, and I'm back out there in full force. So as much as uh, I'm definitely more of a surf caster, 
I'm I'm dabbing my foot in the fly game, and I just uh, there's just nothing funner for for light inshore than, than I'm on the fly, you know. And you guys have your uh, you, you know your fly section all stocked up, ready to go for for these yeah, guys coming into a, town. We got boxes and boxes of uh, of lines down there, and we just got a bunch of new flies in, some bigger saltwater stuff. Um, where there's like, a, you know, some white game changers or, uh, some gurglers, uh, top water. There's some fish that I've seen, uh, posted in the forum, you know, moving through the canal, but still, you know, mostly small fish, I would say, right? Yeah, I would definitely say that, the, I mean, there's always a, a mixed bag of some decent ones in there, but I would say the majority of the fish are schoolies, but you never know. Yeah. And we just want to remind people too, you know, when you're, you're dealing with schoolies, uh, you know, crush your barbs and, you know, yeah. definitely handle with care. Keep them in the water as much yep. as you can. And, and we want to keep that population, you know, of the younger fish strong and healthy so that they can come back when they're a little bit bigger. Absolutely. And honestly, um, fish in the bucktail or, or a, you know, a savage gear sand eel, it makes it really easy for catch and release. So not only is it good for, for the fish and in, in its lifespan, but it just, um, you know, if you're into 26, 27-inch fish, uh, it makes it a lot easier for you to just catch and release, so you're not getting really burnt out on them, you know? Absolutely. In terms of the store, too, I know that we're approaching Memorial Day, right? We're approaching prime time. Can you yeah. give us an update on the store hours? Yes, absolutely. So uh, 8 to 4 on Sundays, and then we're doing 9 till 5.30 every other day. And is there anything kind of special that folks need to be aware of? Is there any sales going on, any new inventory that's come in or anything like that? Yeah, so we're getting a massive amount of inventory for schoolie and light tackle stuff. We've got like a bunch of the Rapala skitter walks that have been doing really well for me. we got a bunch of the uh, new Al, um, Joe bags, sand eels, the molded ones, and then also the tails. So we got a big order of Joe bags on the other day. Well, that's good to hear. And I know there's a lot of folks, the water is still cool, right? So we want to caution folks, uh, you know, the kayakers out there that are, you know, fishing by kayak. But are you guys stocked up still on the fishing kayaks as well? Yeah, absolutely. So we got a lot of pedal drives. I, uh, I've i got the 10.6 and I use it every week. I absolutely love it. Um, but yeah, definitely be careful. We're not doing quite doing rentals yet just because the water temperature is so low. Um, you know, so if you're out there, just be safe. Definitely wear... Um, a PFD or some kind of flotation device. Keep keep in contact with people. So if you're out there for an extended period of time, somebody's looking for you. You know. Absolutely, we definitely want to preach safety when, <laughs> this time of year when the water is this chilly. But Ian, want to thank you for your time that you're spending with us on this Friday. Wish you luck wherever you're going to get a line wet this weekend, and hopefully we'll catch up with you in the next couple of weeks. Thank you. Uh, the same. Well, next up on this week's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is our good bunny Bruno Demir from down at Cape and Islands Mitsubishi. Bruno, how are you on this beautiful Friday? TGIF, hello, MFCC members. I'm doing wonderful, and uh, I'm on back on dry land. Well, I know usually, Bruno, when we get to this time of the season, I catch you out on Fridays when we do our visit for the podcast on board your beautiful vessel, the Gaviota. But I understand you are out on another fishing boat this morning. That's right. I got an invite from my good buddy, Jimmy Cotalakis, a.k.a. Jimmy the Greek, from On Time Charters. Uh, he had a he had an open date where he didn't have a charter, luckily. And so uh, I called up my uh, brother. My cousin Alan, as you know, and uh, and uh, post Ryan, and we uh, went out there out into the haddock grounds and did well. 
It sounds like you had a great crew on board, Bruno. So there was four of you, five of you? How many? Uh, there was five of us, and uh, it was extremely entertaining. Uh, as you know, being someone that has fished with me, Kevin, it's uh, it's not just fishing when we go fishing. It's, there's a lot of entertainment going around and um, a lot of uh, breaking chops and laughing and um you know, a good time, just a good time on the water. Well, it was an honor to have Jimmy the Greek with us, Bruno, back at the Cotton Coffee event in late March down in your beautiful showroom. I think it was really kind of astounding to listen to Jimmy's part of the presentation and just how much he knows about so many different species of fish that can be caught here off Cape Cod. You guys are targeting haddock. How was the haul? How did you guys make out? I'll tell you what, it was, uh, the bite was on and off. A lot of people didn't do very well. I believe the northeast wind that was blowing for so long really pushed a lot of cold water on the Haddock area in Cape Cod Bay. And, uh, and uh, you know, they kind of went dormant, so they, there was a zero jig bite. They were mainly on just bait. And uh, luckily, Jimmy, with his experience, um, made some, you know, decisions and, and used some certain techniques that uh, you typically uh, wouldn't do that actually harvested us, you know, almost 50 fish when everyone else was um, struggling. Uh, I will tell you over the radio, I heard there was a really good bite north of us, north towards the Boston part of Cape Cod Bay. Um, and uh, as a matter of fact, when I, when I, I will post uh, our trip today on the forums of my fishing Cape Cod. And uh, any of you members out there obviously can shoot me a private message and uh, I can give you guys a little more detail on the technique we used and the area that we fished so that you guys can get out here this weekend and do the same. It was a good day. It was really thick fog. I mean, the, the fog was so thick. We were, we were soaked by the time we were done. I mean, it was almost full of rain. Um, but you know, either way, we had a good time out there and, uh, the bite was really on once the water started moving, uh, within the first couple hours of that fresh tide. And, um, it was a strictly a, uh, a bait bite, you know, they really weren't hitting much jigs. Um, I don't want you to give away your numbers or your exact location or anything, but rough idea of how much water you guys were in. We were in roughly 150 feet of water. Yeah. Um, you just got to zone in on any place where you think haddock can hide behind some sort of structure. Sure. You know, because uh, just, just like you and me, they don't like facing the wind face on. What happens when there's a lot of wind, you and I would hide behind a building or a structure to stop that wind from hitting us face on, right? Yep. So it's very similar with haddock. They're trying to find some sort of structure that they can get into deeper water that the current doesn't hit that on. Now, speaking of wind, Bruno, we've had a heck of a week, right? It was just been windy, nonstop blowing out of the north, northeast. How was it out there today? Did it lay down a little bit for you? Yeah, it was really laid down. It was really nice, less than a foot out there. Um, it, was, it was perfect conditions, very calm water, and uh, just couldn't see much. We are very thick fog, so it was it was a lot of uh, fishing based on 
areas you know produce not so much where the fleet is because sure. you just can't see anything. Yeah, I was going to ask, were you mixed in with a bunch of other boats or were you kind of off on your own? Uh, we were off on our own. There was there was a boat here and there as soon as, you know, I mean, Jimmy's, Jimmy's pretty well known in the water, so anytime people see the on-time boat, they kind of put the e-brake up and pull, pull to the side and try to push along us. Now, Bruno, you mentioned you did pretty well. You had, you know, up near 50 haddock. What were these fish looking like? Were they big, healthy, you know, kind of fat haddock with nice fillets? I'll tell you what, um, this this stock of fish, this this year of fish, I'm, I'm pretty impressed. I mean, out of 50 or so fish, we might have thrown back maybe three that were short. Hmm. Um, the majority of these fish are 21 to 23 inches. Bruno, before I let you go, just to uh, catch up on, you know, we haven't spoken in a couple of weeks. The gaviotas in the water? In the water, she's uh, all cleaned up, looking beautiful. Um, we're getting ready now to basically take our haddock catch from today and take the uh, racks and the heads and use those for our bait traps, for our, for our lobster traps going into next week. So. Hopefully from this point on until Memorial Day, we'll be lobstering and concentrating on lobstering until the sea bass move in around the 28th. Excellent. Um, I will say that if you guys are looking to go fishing and you just want to get your kids out there this weekend and uh, Nantucket Sound and just get their line tight, um, best thing to do would be to uh, get on the scup action right now off of Hyannis. There's plenty of up going around so uh, of course those are great eating and fun to catch for kids bruno the other thing i wanted to ask you about we're pushing toward memorial day i know a lot of folks are coming down cape opening up the house and you're starting to see a lot of seasonal residents kind of make the rounds and awake from you know the the winter hibernation you seeing some action down at cape and islands mitsubishi we sure are i mean uh, more and more folks are coming back in open up their houses and uh, one one of the things we noticed is our service department has boomed because a lot of folks just want to hang on to the car they have and they just want to put a little bit of money into it to make sure it lasts them for the long run. And uh, we're happy to say we service just about every vehicle, not just Mitsubishi. So you're more than welcome to bring your vehicle down and we'll get it all maintained and and uh, and cleaned up so that uh, you get many more years of use out of it. All right, my man, I will let you get to harvesting those haddock and getting some fillets, you know, for you and your beautiful family to enjoy over the weekend, and we'll catch up with you in another week or two. Sounds good, Kevin. Tight lines, guys. Well, a big thanks to Bruno Demir from Cape and Islands Mitsubishi for joining us fresh off the water on today's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast. Just want to take a moment to thank MFCC founder and creator, Ryan Collins for joining us. He was also on that trip along with Bruno and Jimmy the Greek today out there fishing for haddock. And we were also joined by Ian McPartland from down at the Goose Hummock Shop. And Ian gave us a good freshwater report and also filled us in on the schoolie striper action. So we had an action-packed podcast with some really fresh information, especially concerning haddock on today's show. I sure hope all of you enjoyed it. And that's going to put the wraps on this week's edition of the show. So this is your host, Kevin Collins, signing off on this edition 
of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast. And until we get a chance to chat again, tight lines and take care. Thanks for tuning in to the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast. For the latest local news, information, and fishing reports, be sure to log on to MyFishingCapeCod.com. From all of us at My Fishing Cape Cod, tight lines and take care.